How's it going, everybody? It's me, it's Joe. The MMA Frequency is back. The number one millions ranked MMA podcast in the world. Hopefully you can get that up to 999,999. Well, we had a pretty good pay-per-view fights last weekend. A decent card of fights this weekend with a little smattering of PFL on the side. And we've got grown men doing Fortnite emotes. So let's get into it. UFC 287 last weekend. Pereira versus Adesanya 2. Technically four in combat sports, but who's counting except nerds like us? Uh, let's run it down. Uh, I didn't pay attention to a lot of the prelims, but Kelvin Gastelum versus Chris Curtis was really fun. Uh, what if there was a guy who gave Chris Curtis like all of the tactical and physical problems that fighting Jack Hermanson presented him, but was also going to actually like try to strike and like walk forward and land punches and that's that's Calvin. Mm, he uh, also just just put a good lead on him just to start the fight with the jab the one two the outside leg kick and basically set the pace for the whole fight uh chris looked a little bit better at the end of the third and at the end of the second when Calvin was a little more tired and started loosening up on his defense but he looked really really good in the first round and a half of this fight uh, his little accidental headbutt there for a moment in the second because I had no idea what was going on. I thought that Curtis just like slipped, but uh, he got his bell rung pretty badly. Uh, um, Chris Curtis is a really, really fun, entertaining fighter, and Gastelum. Uh, <sighs> Gastelum's good too. We'll see. You know, maybe he'll be able to string together more than, uh, two wins in the future or maybe he'll just go back down to welterweight fingers crossed and we can all be done with this uh raul rosas jr versus uh christian rodriguez uh yeah we need like an nxt or something for mixed martial arts send the kid to lfa or something he's definitely not bad he's definitely not like a hype job or paddy pimblet but yeah send him to lfa or something he, he was doing really good grappling in the first round and had the good body triangle and everything, but Christian Rodriguez's defense just didn't, like, wilt across all three rounds. He stayed sharp and, like, was consistently trying to defend the takedown and, like, looking for stuff on the ground and off of the fence. And Rose is just completely drained. He looked so frustrated uh, at the end of the second round because he just got nothing doing. He was kind of getting dogged at that point. He wasn't getting uh, punched up that bad, but... By the end of the third round, he was just kind of leaping for single legs from halfway across the octagon. And, you know, they can let him cook for a while. They can. I don't understand how, in the Sean O'Malley division, uh, they didn't ease him into it and just threw him right in the main card. But either feed him some contender series guys for a while, or, yeah, send him to LFA for a few more fights. Uh, Kevin Holland looked really, really good against Santiago Ponsonibio. Uh, I wasn't worried about the haters and the losers who were saying that he was washed because he got up off of Wonder Boy on purpose when he got takedowns and also broke his hand. But he he, he really did look good uh, and didn't hold anything back on respect, which, once again, 
nobody thought he was going to do except for the the crackpots out there twitter fingers but it was a decently entertaining little in and out kickboxing fight for the most part until it wasn't uh kevin caught a kick just cracked punch on nibio with the right hand and a couple of times he had gotten hurt before in the second round specifically where he just kind of tried to shuffle back and get up against the cage and get out of there and when kevin caught the kick and hit him he, he was just retreating back hands like at his waist and threw an advancing left hook and just boop got him right in the chin uh hands look great kicks look great didn't take too much damage defended takedowns and he was even level changing uh he looks really really great at welterweight hopefully he gets to spin around a few more unranked bangers before they try giving him real matchmaking again but honestly it was kind of like a anti-hype job against kevin holland's wrestling his grappling is not as bad as people said it was even when he got laid on by uh i forgot if he fought vittoria brunson first but it's it's really not that bad uh and he's clearly working on it so adrian yanez versus rob font this was a really really entertaining performance by rob font he's obviously mr jab and we knew this about him but from the first minute of round one he was popping yanez and I thought that Giannis looked sharp in the first couple of minutes, but Font just stayed in his face, didn't give him any breaks, and even when he was like losing the striking, kept it close, and late in the first round, tagged him with an uppercut, and just immediately uh, started walking down Giannis, uh, threw a winger of a hook that finally knocked him out, but uh, perfect defense, laser accuracy when he was chasing the finish, Really, really great performance from Rob Font. Play that sound. The gate has been kept. Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Kind of a boring fight when you actually think about it. I have no idea why Gilbert Burns, of all people, decided that he needed to hold back on the takedown just for an entire first round of tepid kickboxing against Jorge Masvidal. But... It's even stranger when he got it at the end of the first and immediately went for it to start the second round. Uh, buddy, you could have gotten that from the first 30 seconds of the first round. And maybe you would have had a better chance of finishing him if you had done that, buddy. Uh, not really much to analyze after that. Gilbert dominated the wrestling, spent most of the fight on top of him. Even when Masvidal made his way back to the cage and tried to walk his way up, Gilbert stayed on him, kept him in the clinch. Had, like seven minutes of control time despite not taking him down at all in the first round which is pretty nutty uh spent a little bit of time in between lane on masvidal to box up shiny gas masvidal and then just closed out his fight and jorge took the gloves off afterwards so we are finally free from the bmf uh after the fight Gilbert did the gritty with his kids, and Jorge got the arena to chant, let's go, Brandon. What a stupid sport. I have no more commentary. Main event time. We're really chugging through this card, actually. Uh, Adesanya versus Pereira 2, 4, whatever. Uh, I really thought that Stylebender was kind of snake-bitten by this dude. You know, he lost a decision that people think he won, and then he got floored by a hook in a fight that people thought was going his way. And then he got, didn't get floored, but lost, got finished in a fight that he absolutely was winning across four rounds. Uh, so I will, especially in the fact that he spent the majority of that first MMA fight on the back foot, I really thought that, 
I don't know. I, just, I thought that he was not going to be able to psychologically get over it, but he brought new forward pressure to the rematch that I did not think was actually going to happen. I was genuinely not certain if he could do it, but he brought all of the things that he was doing good in the first fight into this one and synthesized it with new stuff. Uh, so much time spent in the center of the cage. Beautiful stuff. Worked the jab. The 1-2 was literally what did the most damage for Israel in the entire first fight, so I'm glad he deployed it very liberally here. The body kick, the leg kick, and just, yeah, stayed at range, used his footwork, kept his way to damage, and then it was actually the firefight that won him the fight, but he was doing really good in the first round, and Pereira was trying to pressure more in the second. He hurt him with a leg kick and got him up against the fence, and boom, 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 right over the top. Uh, and then, and I think it was a, a left, then a right over the top, and then he got him with the left on the way down that completely floored Alex Pereira, put him out. Even though he's 3-1, this is really the moral victory that Izzy needed here. Really, really fun fight for however long it lasted. Izzy was winning the first fight, but I was not enjoying watching him slowly shuffle backwards away from Pereira for the entire 24 minutes. But yeah. Beautiful, beautiful knockout. Hit him with the three arrows. Taunted on his, like, eight-year-old son, ten-year-old son or something. Calling all the way back to the, the first kickboxing fight years and years and years ago. Uh, and that's, honestly, you can call it petty. You can call it obsessive. But that is probably what kept him up at night, watching the footage of Alex Ferreira's kid emoting on him over and over and over again, motivating him to fall down in the exact same way on the kid in the octagon. Oh, what a man. Our middleweight champion. Probably going to fight Jerikis Duplessis or something. Pereira, we don't have any news, except for the fact, I mean, I literally just have no section here, but Pereira did announce, I believe, maybe this morning or yesterday, that he's going up to 205, which is so funny that he's not even trying to chase the trilogy. Just kind of like wagging his finger at Izzy going like, mm -mm -mm, maybe I'll be back, maybe I won't. Uh, I don't know. He probably could pick up the belt from Jamal Hill. Which, incredible career trajectory there. But we've got a couple of fight, fight, fights this weekend. A decently interesting card. A uh, couple of snoozers. A couple of interesting fights though. Uh, the main event... Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen is obviously really interesting, but a couple of fights in the prelims. Uh, Lando Venata is fighting against some guy I've never heard of. Lando, always a fun out. Uh, Brandon Royval versus Mateus Nicolau. Uh, both guys coming off of beating up on poor uh, in-fight comeback-of-the-year winner Matt Schnell, our, our frequency award-winning baby boy Matt Schnell. But... Uh, Nicolau showed what was seemingly has to be the absolute best performance of his game plan executed against Matt Schnell in that fight. So if he can replicate that performance against Roy Val, maybe he picks up another signature finish and keeps shooting up the rankings. But Brendan Roy Val is like allergic to having a boring fight. And he's trying to make like a title push against Moreno, who he has lost to a couple of years ago. So... Roval's going to be really, really motivated to try and come in and pick up a win. And, and Nicolau wants to preserve his win streak. So, probably going to be another flyweight banger. Bet the under. Clay Guida is fighting Rafa Garcia. Rafa Garcia, I want to like him so badly. 
I want to like all of the grapplers so badly, but he really does not have a lot to show, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. It's it's old man jitsu, old man wiliness, Clay Guida's, you know, all the little bits and bobs he's adapted over the last couple of years to keep having a run-ins with the unranked guys in lightweight versus uh, you should be doing better grappling with these unranked people at this point. That's going to be the story of that one. Uh, oh, Pedro Munoz versus Chris Gutierrez. Oh, oh boy. Uh, oh, boy. Pedro Munoz, really, really fun fighter. Really, really good fighter. Been around in the Bantamweight division in the UFC forever. Starting to get up there in age. He's 36. Lost to Aldo in a close fight. Lost to Cruz in a close fight. And then the, the, the Sean O'Malley eye poke. And, you, you know, just... His last finish was against Cody Garbrandt like four years ago. And Chris Gutierrez, he's on like, he's won like all but two of his fights in the UFC. He's got two finishes in a row. He's just looking like he's really putting everything together. I've got no comment, no comment. Anything I say about this fight will get me in trouble. So no comment. Ian Kudalaba is fighting Tanner Bozer. Snore, but... In all of the foot, like the pics and footage of his cut, I've seen Tanner Bozer actually looks really, really good, like pretty jacked. Uh, to move down to the 205, and Ian Kudalaba is a historic Joker who got out wrestled by Kennedy Nzekju. So I would love to see him get booted by Tanner Bozer because he's riding a three-fight losing streak right now, and his last win was over Devin Clark. So. Uh... Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. This fight, I'm actually really, really interested in the co-main event. Uh, Billy Cornteo versus Edson Barboza because it's kind of like a benchmark fight for both guys. Usually, fights are like... If, if, if a fight is a benchmark fight for an old guy, it usually is like a really surging contender. And Billy Q is really, really good. But this is also really like an evaluation point for where he is because Edson has a solid run at 145. And he's beat the guys that he's supposed to beat and only lost to high-level guys. His most recent losses are Giga Chikase and Bryce Mitchell. And that's Billy Quarantillo is really talented. He's a really fun contender. But he doesn't have Bryce's wrestling. And he doesn't have Giga's speed or power. But what Edson does, the things that he can do, are the things that completely tore Billy Quarantillo down his last loss against Shane Burgos, which was the body work and the leg kicks. Uh, Billy's volume guy really likes to put a pace on people early. And if he can, that's the question then. Yeah. Can he put that pace on Barboza strong enough early enough to make him wilt? Or is Edson going to outlast him and just make him suffer across all three rounds and, you know, come at the king, best not miss. This fight, I've, I've really, really got my eye on the co-main event. I think that one's going to be fireworks. The main event, speaking of fireworks, uh, despite coming off of Max's supremely depressing loss to Alexander Volkanovsky last year, he didn't take an insane amount of damage. But this is probably the time where you start checking the dipstick to see if there is a decrease or drop-off with age and 
you know, durability here. Because 31 isn't too old, but he's been fighting in the UFC for a decade. He's been fighting at the top level, the championship level, for like six of those years or something like that. I can't, I can't remember the last time he's had a fight that was not 25 minutes long. But Arnold Allen is a really, really inspired striker. He's a demon in the clinch. But a little bit of cardio issue in his last fight against Sadiq Yusuf. Uh, Sadiq throws with a lot of power, but Allen has to spend... I mean, that's kind of an excuse for getting... slowing down, but Allen has to spend 10 more minutes in there with one of the best volume strikers in UFC history, and he really slowed down against that, in that third round against Sadiq Yusuf. And since then, we've only seen Allen beat on a depleted Dan Hooker at 145, and Calvin Cater destroyed his own knee on accident, so not really a fair evaluation, obviously, because both those fights ended. One was in the first round, and one essentially was in the first round. So maybe he's got a 25-minute pace now, but Max has always had 25 minutes of cardio in him. He definitely showed a little, a few signs of slowing in the Ayer fight. I should probably watch that back, run it back before the actual card this weekend. Sorry, journalistic uh, malpractice. Don't question my integrity. I know everything about MMA. But uh, it's kind of, yeah, the question of if Alan can get him out of there early before the cardio really makes a massive difference. Uh, and if Max does get him down for a couple of wrestling rounds like he did with Yair Rodriguez, uh, I haven't really seen Alan be tested on the ground like that. So it's going to be a really, really interesting 25 minutes in the main event. This weekend, I don't know what Max is really doing. I think he's called for a fourth Volkanovski fight, which is pretty nutty. But what else is there to do besides clearing out top contenders at this point? Especially seeing as that Volk has got the fight against Yair booked for some time this year. That's about it for the card that weekend. There's a little bit of U of uh, P. <laughs> There's a little bit of PFL this weekend as well. Uh, uh, a Olivier uh, Ben Mercier, the guy who suddenly decided that he had hands versus Shane Burgos, one of our podcast boys. That's going to be really, really interesting. I think there are a couple of other former UFC guys on there, but I'm not sure anything that I am super duper interested in. So, wow, we zoomed through that episode. That's going to be everything for today. Uh, I'm Joe. This has been the MMA Frequency. See you next week. Bye bye.